Welcome to the Luxury Podcast, an interview series that focuses on the finer things in life. I'm your host, Arpan Kosh, and I speak with the people that bring you the very best. From high-end homes to luxury cars, from michelin star dining to private jets. There are automotive brands that are best known for the aesthetics and the comfort that they provide, while other brands are better known for their impeccable engineering and high standards of production. Audi combines both of those seamlessly into one well-designed package, and it is a brand that has its eyes squarely on the future. In this episode, I am joined by Elmir Arnautovic, the Director of Marketing and Communications for Audi Middle East, will be speaking to me about how Audi is changing the driving experience on the roads of tomorrow. Welcome to the show, Elmir, and a belated Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. Pleasure to be here. Um, So, Elmir, how are you adjusting, uh, for starters, to the new work week? Uh, Has that been beneficial for you? For us, yeah. Um, it has. I, my own personal background is from a region that's already been operating on a, on a Monday to Friday work week, so right. it's not new right. to me. Um, but we are slowly getting adjusted to it. It's, it's something that um, in UAE, it's pretty much a new thing for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, yeah. we have partners across the region that still operate on a Sunday to Thursday work week, so we're having to, having to be a little bit more dynamic. Perfect. It's been beneficial so far. That's good. Uh, and certainly, uh, that's something you wouldn't need because from what I've been reading, there is a lot happening there at Audi. Um, so there was quite a bit that happened last year. You introduced uh, the e-tron GT and e-tron GT Quattro, uh, the first electric models in the Middle East uh, in, uh, I believe, September. Uh, they, they were released. Uh, and you have a few more models that, are, that have been announced and that are coming up. You know, it... it certainly looks like the future is electric for the road. Uh, how have you seen that market kind of develop in the UAE or in the Middle East? Uh, the market is definitely a growing one. It's shaping up quite nicely. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you need to do is pretty much just look at Dubai green mobility strategy right. and the government's intent mm-hmm. around, around electric vehicles to kind of give you a hint as to what's coming. Um, procurement targets, uh, infrastructure targets, and and kind of rules um, around EV charges across the region is mm. very much a positive sign for everybody yeah, right. who's planning to enter that segment. For us in particular, that's a very encouraging sign. Uh, oh, Audi yes. is currently the largest electric vehicle manufacturer in Europe amongst the top three premium brands. Mm-hmm. That excludes the group effort, a wider group effort in the, in the VW group. So if you include those ah, other right. brands, it's the largest. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in Europe, from our side also, uh, infrastructure is key. Right. Infrastructure development and setting up is key to ensuring that, uh, that the electric vehicle market is kind of a growing one here. It isn't just about bringing product. Right. Um, and yeah. the government's intent around it is sending everybody a positive sign. And we are also very much now investing in development of our own installation, of our own infrastructure across okay. the region, playing our part. UAE obviously is the country that's most ready mm-hmm. for this shift. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Saudi's catching up pretty quickly as well, and the rest right. of the region is going to follow suit, you know? So 
it's shaping up nicely, shaping <laughs> up very nicely. Um, That's very launch good. of the e-tron GT, the reception has been incredibly positive, incredibly oh, sure. positive. So the market is ready, the demand is there. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really, really looking forward to the next couple of years. All right, amazing. Uh, now, uh, kind of following on from what you said uh, in terms of infrastructure, yeah. um, you know, now from from a I guess a very basic perspective, you think electric car, you need a charging station. Uh, so you'd need kind of dedicated charging stations set up in uh, parking lots, perhaps in petrol stations. At uh, home. At home. Uh, what else is forms part of the infrastructure for electric vehicles? Ideally, it's all about the customer, yeah? Mm. And the customer right. experience with your product. Right. Um, it, it doesn't matter whether your product is desirable or not on a, on a cosmetic level or a driving performance level. Mm -hmm. If it's not easy to live with um, and sure. if it's not seamless to live with, that yeah. experience is broken. Yeah, mm -hmm. That impression is broken. Um, you would want, when, when, when it comes to kind of owning an electric vehicle, it shouldn't be a hindrance in any way to your, to your, your daily life. life right. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to infrastructure setup, you should be able to plug it in at home, at work, along the way when you go for coffee. Your everyday mm -hmm. life um, shouldn't be planned around where the charges are. It should be the right. other way around, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so government is working on incentives and plans to make sure that happens. We as an automotive manufacturer are also playing our part. Mm -hmm. um, think of it as a smart device on wheels, yeah? Um, right. You essentially right. keep your, you don't wait <laughs> for your phone battery to go flat before you plug it in. And it's sure. exactly the same mechanic with, with an EV, you know, mm -hmm. you need to be able to plug it in wherever you go. Right. Um, and then in terms of infrastructure itself, there's a variety of options that will be available. Mm -hmm. Ones that take a little bit longer um, based on the, on the AC charging infrastructure. And then those high performance ones, um, DC infrastructure, which will right. give you, which will fill up an e-tron GT, for example, in 20 minutes, you know. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And they're going to mm. be spread all across the regions, depending on population density, traffic density, where the audiences are. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Wow. All right. That's, that's great. Uh, now, last year, Audi also unveiled uh, a few new concept models. Mm. Uh, there was the Sky Sphere and the Grand Sphere. Uh, now, from what I can tell, these you know, it's not just a new electric vehicle. It's something completely, completely different. Uh, so what can you tell me about these, and what are some of the new exciting ideas that they're bringing to the road? Oh, I'll tell you a lot of things about these. Um, <laughs> right. Sky Sphere and Grand Sphere and the soon-to-be-introduced Urban Sphere ah, is right. a trio that's mm -hmm. a lot less of kind of concept car studies mm -hmm. um, and more a statement of intent as to where the brand is headed. Okay. Um, Audi is very much committed to the future, mm -hmm. future of mobility, um, electric mobility in particular. Mm -hmm. So shaping that sentiment and shaping what cars can be is what the three spheres are all about. Um, okay. It is a, it's not, Audi's never been about going from A to B anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, traditionally. <laughs> so it's always been about the, about the journey there mm -hmm. and the three spheres concept, Sky Sphere in particular, um, is about that journey and about fo massive focus on digitalization, massive focus on comfort and mm -hmm. and kind of very premium luxury, um, very premium luxury, autonomous driving. All right. Obviously, they're electric mm -hmm. concepts, so it's about yep. um, hyper comfort, mm -hmm. user interface integration, um, making the car part of you as opposed to it being just a simple object. Um, 
One of them is coming this year to the UAE, so we'll debut the Sky Sphere here in a couple of months' time. Oh wow! Um, so you'll be okay. able to see it in person as well, right? Uh, right. Where we'll present That's that. Amazing. But yeah, it, that, there are a lot less concept cars and more mm -hmm. statement of intent where the premium mobility is going. We are shaping that narrative. Right, that's incredible. Uh, and the the SkySphere is that the first launch in the Middle East? Uh, uh, it's going to be its debut in the Middle East. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's Amazing. obviously been launched globally, and it's kind of right. doing the tour around the world. But mm. it's coming here uh, in in Dubai. It's coming. It's going to it's going to debut in Dubai. Um, I cannot disclose the time, but it's <laughs> going to happen soon. Nor can I disclose the venue. But what of I can course. tell you is it's, that it's going to be it's very, very impressive. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, now, you know, based on all of this, uh, and, and again, some of the news that I've been reading, Audi had some uh, really, really good sales kind of worldwide in 2021. Uh, it seems like you've bounced back quite well from any lingering effects that the pandemic ha had. How have the past couple of years kind of changed your perspective and your approach to how you do things? I mean, the pandemic has affected everybody. Of um, yeah. Has affected everybody. Mm -hmm. Automotive industry in particular has had to rethink how it operates. Mm -hmm. um, we've bounced well, I, I believe, as a business globally as well as in the Middle East. I think we've weathered the pandemic relatively well. Mm -hmm. uh, relatively yeah. well. We've had to rethink how we sell product. We've had to rethink how we service our customers. That was obviously top of the list. Right. Um, current customers as well as future customers. Mm -hmm. uh, new strategies were worked out. New products were launched. New ways of engaging uh, with customers and audiences were, were delivered right. and developed mobile servicing, servicing at home. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Those kind of things that weren't traditionally necessarily always there. Um, brands have gone more digital. Right. A lot more digital e-commerce simply exploded because of the pandemic, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we as an, as, a, as an auto brand, I believe, with not just in line with trend, but we were also most suitable to adapt to it simply because of how the brand has always been positioned, you know. Right. Traditionally, yeah. Our right. sales results shows for that. Um, Indeed. And also from <laughs> our end, launching what's arguably the most important product in the brand's recent memory, e-tron GT, to happen during the pandemic. So preparation yeah, work around that was yeah. quite, quite something. You know? uh, and, I mean, and the fact that that got pulled off so well, it's you know, incredible, despite A everything. lot of planning, yeah. um, a lot yeah. of collab collaborations on a global level as well as local level to make sure the product is available mm -hmm. very shortly mm -hmm. after global introduction as well mm -hmm. was a major mm -hmm. achievement for us during a time where semiconductor shortages, shipping schedules yes. were affected. So the pandemic was a variable that we didn't need, yeah? Right. <laughs> we didn't want to have, but yeah, it just happened definitely. and we weathered it, I would say, relatively well. You know, it was a dynamic situation, but and it's not going to go away anytime soon, so... Unfortunately not, you know, but... We're ready, yeah. we're ready with it, yeah. Uh, and, you know, these new variants that are popping up, Delta, Omicron, they're obviously causing a whole new wave of... Uh, complications. Um, so, for for example, Omicron has that uh, had any uh, major effect for you guys this year? It was always going to be a concern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. always going to be a concern, but it mm -hmm. didn't have a direct effect on operations. What it did okay. make us realize is that everything is connected. Mm -hmm. Everything's very much connected. So, right. so, from your kind of showroom level dealer operations all the way through to headquarters, highest level of HQ, you know, mm -hmm. in Germany. Um, but because of 2020 and the lessons we learned there and the systems and processes we put in place, right. um, we were able to kind of weather this latest variant as well relatively successfully. 
Oh, that's good. That's as a team good. and as a business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, now, of course, Dubai is a haven for luxury cars. I mean, you go out there on Sheikh Zayed Road, out on the Palm, you'll see you know all these Ferraris, Audis, Rolls Royce, Bentleys driving around. Um, you have a lot of uh, car collectors as well who have their own private collections. Uh, and, and we have some incredible vehicles that make their way to Dubai. How does a brand like Audi uh, maintain its edge in terms, you know, against all the competition that's out there? Audi's always been about premium mobility from a luxury standpoint. It's no secret um, that Audi is a very high quality, high premium product. Right. Uh, it's always been like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been over a century of that. So it is <laughs> not. I don't want to say difficult to compete, but it, right. it stands on its own, yeah, mm -hmm. in terms of kind of luxurious image. Um, always has, always has. It right. isn't, when it, when it comes to kind of luxurious experiences and premium mobility, it isn't um, a brand that simply operates at a very high level mm -hmm. with kind of your top of the range products. Um, but luxury at Audi kind of um, goes all the way from the bottom, from your brand entry all the way through to the top, you know? So right. that's, that's the kind of brand image that Audi has cultivated for itself over the years. Product speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and currently we are, like I mentioned earlier, embracing change and embracing the future of mobility. Right. And that luxury sentiment um, and premium mobility carries along with that as well, you know? Mm -hmm. um, right. You'll see when the sky sphere comes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, a bit... Uh, kind of on a tangent, uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that we discussed briefly uh, for the pandemic is how you're changing uh, kind of your approach to uh, how you handle clients, new clients, current clients. Do you think with the way things are, the idea of the showroom is perhaps kind of being phased out? Is it more about showcasing your cars digitally rather than having people come to a physical showroom? Showroom experience is still very important. Mm. Um, a lot of our customers um, still very much prefer that. Uh, that right. doesn't mean that additional channels for engagement and interaction aren't there. Right. You know? mm -hmm. um, they are. The audiences are changing. The times are changing. You have to stay on trend. Right. Um, ideally, if you can define a trend, that's where you would like to be as well. <laughs> um, but when it comes to product experience, nothing mm -hmm. beats physically touching and sitting in an Audi. Yeah. That's true. So showrooms That's and true. showroom deliveries and that experience still has a massive role to play. Mm -hmm. Massive role to play. Um, we are seeing a shift. We are yeah. seeing a shift. It is a gentle shift. It's not something that's going to change overnight. Mm -hmm. um, it is a product, I mean, in addition to buying your home, it's the second most important purchase in your life. True. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not something Definitely. as much as online research and digital research and experiences are important. Mm -hmm. It is a product that you will sooner at the end, sooner rather than later during that journey, want to touch and feel, you know? Yes. And our partners course. and showrooms are designed to do exactly that. Yeah. Now, do you yourself have a favorite model, uh, and you know favorite what Audi what, model? Yeah, so favorite Audi model, and what makes it your favorite? Oof, um, <laughs> I'm a car guy, so I like all of them. Um, my current favorite um, would be would be the e-tron GT, the right. RS, um, mm -hmm. the RS guys of it. Yeah, right. um, it's an incredibly well-engineered product. <laughs> it's unbelievably well-engineered. Um, it isn't comparable to anything else out there on the road right now. Um, right. 
its right. level of performance is just incredible. The way it's put together is incredible. <laughs> uh, levels of grip, mechanical stability. Just well, of course, I mean, the engineering the on engineering an Audi is, is yeah. In is, that particular well. product as well, because mm-hmm. it, is, um, it is a new domain for everybody. Yeah? It is right. an electric vehicle. So mm-hmm. um, other than just the kind of engineering and mechanical tweaks around the battery, Right. And the electric motors, and to make sure that they're hot weather suitable um, mm, for our region. Course. You know, those mm-hmm. are marvels on their own. Just the, just the actual physical experience around the product. <laughs> um, they've taken the whole GT, obviously Gran Turismo. Right. So to be able to take an electric vehicle theme, mm-hmm. yeah, which yeah. is currently how it's perceived by audiences out there very much zero to 100 fast quite sterile actually as an experience yeah (laughs) across the board and to kind Mm -hmm. of take the traditional romance of a gran turismo and be able to successfully merge together and to deliver an electric vehicle that isn't soulless um, that isn't sterile that isn't you know yeah that kind of level of of sterile hygiene is incredible is incredible (laughs) why is it my favorite yeah because of all of those things because right. of all of those things, uh, it can easily hold its own, if not better, than its petrol counterparts. Um, right. Easily, yeah. Right. It's an incredible product. Incredible product. Do you think um, maybe by the end of this year, or even before the end of this year, that might change to one of the Sphere models? Uh, spheres are currently just studies. Okay. Yeah, spheres are studies. Um, like most concept cars are, it's a look into the future okay. as to what's coming, what's possible, and if you read between the lines successfully, you will be <laughs> able to see what's coming within those concepts as well. You know, right. there are right. innovations and suggestions in these concept cars that are already being tested for production. Okay. Um, so right. yes, you will see some parts of it on the road as well, and in showrooms or online purchasing showrooms as well. You know, in the next right. couple of years. Yeah, of course. Exciting, exciting. Uh, and what else is in the pipeline for this year at uh, Audi Middle East? Uh, is there anything that you are particularly looking forward to? All of it, all of it. <laughs> um, for Audi in general, mm-hmm. obviously the push for electric mobility is a big um, is a big momentum for right. us. Uh, by 2025, the plan is to have minimum 20, more than 20 e-tron models on sale. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So it's quite a big development plan. Right. Uh, it doesn't make our internal com- combustion offering any less important, so they're mm-hmm. still keeping up with the trend. Right. Um, so that's the push on a global level, yeah? So mm-hmm. we are going to be uh, introducing very exciting e-tron products. And as that technology improves and develops, uh, they're going to get better and better and better and better. So you'll see e-tron right. models with a range that you didn't even think was possible with um, right. luxury inside that would rival um, some kind of more top-tier offerings from other manufacturers. Um, wow. Push into sustainable mobility, new ways to design interior, new materials, um, mm. stepping away from your, like reducing the carbon footprint of every single car. So that's very right. exciting going forward. For us at Audi Middle East, it is a very busy year. We have just not launched in market, but we've introduced and we're doing some customer previews around the all new Audi RS3, which is kind of our oh, brand nice. entry in the Audi Sport segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've done that in Dubai recent this month. 
Okay. Um, reception has been fantastic. Currently, uh, the product is being enjoyed by a couple of hopefuls and intenders, so we're busy doing that at the moment. Right. Uh, then we'll tour the region with it to get ready for market introduction in March. Oh, wow. The all-new Audi A8, which is our flagship. Ah, yeah. yes, of course. Um, A8 and S8 are coming in April in time for Ramadan, so we're busy <laughs> preparing for that. Right. Um, that's very exciting. We're getting another e-tron model later in the year. The e-tron S, Sportback S, because we currently offer the e-tron Sportback as, a, mm. as an offering. Yeah. Um, e-tron Sportback S is coming later in, in the year, a more higher performance version of the of the kind of standard e-tron Sportback. Yeah. Uh, and then I mentioned earlier Skysphere, so we're about to announce a really, really exciting partnership uh, in Dubai, in the UAE, which is going to hit the airwaves, I'd say, in about a month. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's all okay. I can say for now, but yeah, it's something <laughs> that's going to be really, really, really exciting. So oh, yeah. for us, it's an incredibly busy, it's an incredibly busy quarter. Right. Um, and then the right. year itself, yeah. Yeah. Wow, and then we're rolling out e-tron GT. We're taking the e-tron GT into Saudi this year, later this year. And that's ah, a right. big project for us because obviously it's a massive market. The potential is huge. Right. Audiences are slightly different. So the team is busy preparing for that as well. In addition to kind of rolling out our infrastructure across the region as well, which I mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. Right. Um, so it's a very busy year. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, I'm sure. It certainly sounds like it. Uh, so for um, the new uh, models that you're launching, well, the e-trons, e about how many, how many models or rather how many vehicles do you bring into the market? Currently, we offer... With? three base ones, yeah? So there's the okay. e-tron in its SUV mm -hmm. format, then yeah. there's the e-tron Sportback, which is essentially a, a, exactly the same product, just mm -hmm. with a different kind of configuration, and the e-tron GT, two versions of that okay. uh, across the region. Okay. Um, e -tron, Q4 e-tron will join us at the end of 23, beginning of 24, which is our more volume EV mm -hmm. is going to come into the region. So yeah. we are getting ready for that. That's a very, very, very exciting product. Um, A6 e-tron, which is kind of your kind of mid-size business premium luxury, okay. you know, mm -hmm. um, is coming in as well. And then gently through as we kind of revise our uh, internal combustion range, right. uh, some of those products will be transitioning to hybrid first before they go full okay. e-tron full e ready. You know? right, so right. like I said earlier, globally, the, the plan is to have more than 20 models in the next three years right. uh, on offer. Mm -hmm. um, idea is to service a customer at any level. Yeah, You should be yeah. able to walk into an Audi showroom choose a vehicle you like and then be able to choose any type of a powertrain for it right as well you right. know so there, there will be an e-tron offering for pretty much every segment um, we are lucky regionally that we're able to offer the three that we are currently which mm -hmm. kind of gives us a little bit of a head start and that will just continue growing all right amazing Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Amir. Hey, thank uh, you for having me. It's I nice. do appreciate it. Uh, before we wrap up, however, mm. there is one final segment of the interview, which is the quick fire Q&A. Okay. So if you're ready for that, we can mm -hmm. go. Let's do it. All right. Uh, your favorite cuisine? French. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I think has to be. That's probably the first you're probably the first person who said that. Oh, what did others do? Italian? Uh, yeah, usually it's yeah. Italian, uh, Mediterranean. <laughs> oh, French. Uh, any any particular dishes? Duck. Ah, uh, 
of course. Uh, no of one course. does ducks like the French. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, any um, any particular favorite spots in Dubai that you'd recommend? I haven't been to too many. A few that I've been to didn't necessarily leave a lasting impression, so I am searching. Ah, so whoever's right. listening to this <laughs> must send us recommendations. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, what is the last place that you travel to? Maldives. All right. International uh, travel, yeah. All right. And that was vacation, I'm guessing. That or was, was there work? Yeah, that was exactly that. <laughs> All right. Um, two items that are on your bucket list. Two items. Yeah. Um, I want to Tokyo. Travel to mm, Tokyo. Okay. I would love to go to Tokyo. I've never been to Tokyo. Tokyo is exciting. Oh, wow. um, right. All that neon pop, you know. <laughs> I would love yeah, to go see course. it. Um, a road trip in Iceland. Oh, yeah, wow. Iceland That'd looks like a driving it. country. Yes, um, I would yes, love to I go that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what do you consider to be your greatest luxury? My greatest luxury, immaterial, uh, time. Yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the biggest one for, for yeah. everyone, yeah. really. Immaterial would be time. <laughs> um, time with family, time with friends, time to focus on projects you want, both personal and professional. Right. Um, right. COVID isn't helping, obviously. That, so that's <laughs> redesigned how we approach time management. Right. Yeah, I would say time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Material, yeah. I can't say on a public platform. <laughs> obviously, yeah. It's locked in a basement somewhere. <laughs> um, how would you define success? How would I define it? Um, on a personal level, if you achieve what you want to, um, mm-hmm. and you're internally satisfied with the result, yeah, if you yeah. can, if you can prove to yourself or explain to yourself that you did everything you could have and you're satisfied with your effort on it, then I would say that's kind of my would would be my personal definition of success. Professionally, right. um, for me, it's a lot less about. I mean, business results are important, obviously, but as somebody who guides a team and who's a team leader, it's a lot less about me and business results, and Mm -hmm. it's a lot more about enabling uh, and leading from the back. So for me, success would be seeing a colleague that whose job is for me to guide them, seeing them successful. So I would see that as success, yeah, on a professional level. So if my team does really well, I consider myself to be a successful so if somebody's struggling there then i would obviously take that quite personally you know for myself on a personal level success is just yeah time being able to give yourself the time that you want and if you are happy and satisfied with the effort that you've done if you can prove to yourself that you did everything you could Mm -hmm. then job well done amazing amazing i love that answer um a piece of advice given to you that changed your life or that has stayed with you over the years Oh, um, be kind to everybody. Huh? Yeah, huh? be kind to everybody. Um, you, you don't know, you know, who you speak to and what they're going through. Everybody yeah. has a story of their own. Yeah, assuming yeah. that everybody's like you is unfair. Um, yeah, be kind to everybody. It was kind of put into my head at an early age. Oh wow, um, that is stays. wonderful advice. Yeah, whether it's advice or guidance, I'm not quite sure. Right. Yeah, but it's some—it's I don't know whether it's working for me or not. Obviously, yeah. Uh, but that's something that I try and do. All right, amazing, amazing words to live by. Uh, well, Elmir, thank you so much again. Oh, I thank you appreciate for it. Me. I know it's amazing. been. 
uh, we've kind of been trying to get this going for a while. I know mm. you've been busy. I've been busy. Yes. So I'm glad we, we could. Yeah, yeah, glad we could we sit down. Um, yeah. Uh, best of luck for this quarter and Thank for you. this year. There are some amazing things coming up, and I can't wait to see them. I cannot wait to have you at one of these things. All right. Amazing. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. That's it for this episode of the Luxury Podcast. We are available on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. So please subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes. The Luxury Podcast is a sub-brand of LuxuryProperty.com, which markets the world's finest homes. To learn more, visit our website at LuxuryProperty.com and follow us on all of our social media channels. Thank you very much for listening, and remember to always enjoy life's little luxuries. Mm-hmm.